Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Second Kings chapter 7, then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a sale of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. Two sales of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not see it. You shall not eat of it. You shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. They were in severe famine. So the famine was so strong that they were actually taking their children. And they were two women, you remember, had, had come into an agreement that today we'll, we'll take and boil your child. We'll, we'll cook your child. And we'll eat your child today and tomorrow that we'll, we'll take my child and we'll eat my child tomorrow. How many knows they're in severe famine? They've been in lack for a long period of time. They've been in where they ain't seen God doing nothing in a long period of time. And I feel like that's where we're at, especially down here in the south. I mean, I ain't never been nowhere else to preach other than than around here in all of this area. And we've been so long without miracles. Church, let's go on ahead and say it. We've been so long without healing that even healing has become foreign to the church. And even when we pray for healing and go after healing, we go at it from a stance that, well, maybe something could happen. Come on. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the prayer of faith that the sick shall recover. And we've got... And when we talk about miracles, half the church don't even believe in miracles anymore. Come on, somebody. When the Bible we read says that the same God, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he was God in the book of Acts, come on, somebody. If he was God in the 50s, if he was God in the 60s, if he was God in the 70s, come on, somebody. If he was God in 1906 with William Seymour, if he was God with Evan Roberts in 1904 in Wales, surely he's God in 2017 right here in in South Georgia at Cornerstone Christian Church. The only problem is, is we've got to raise our level of belief. We got to raise our vision and our level of belief. We got people sitting in here when we talk about the blessing. You don't even believe God wants to bless you, but we're saying He wants to bless you. When we hear words of knowledge called out, I guarantee you, they healed today. Did I hear what you said? I will put my name on the line that your feet is totally healed. I will put my name on the line, on the check, and say that you guarantee you whatever wound that is is going to heal from this day forward. Because God don't reveal it in this place unless He wants to heal it. The fact that He went it by word of knowledge, He was healed when the word was given. And He says, you know what? That's me, God. That's me right here. When faith touches that right there, come on, somebody. It's not the... It's faith. When faith touches that, what God does is he, he reveals it to arise faith in the room to get your level of faith up. Come on. And when faith meets that word, healing takes place. So listen. It's been this way for a while. To mark this time. What we can't even get our hands on right now will be sold for only a shekel. He said, if God were to open the windows of heaven, could it be? 
And the prophet looked at him and said, For surely you shall see it, but you shall not taste of it. Now let me say this. When you hear the word of the Lord, go forth, right? Come on now. Let's just break it down right here. I'm not up here to do some type of exercise. I didn't come this morning with something I downloaded off the internet. Come on, somebody. I didn't come this morning with something I looked on TBN last night and said, well, that's going to preach good. I'm preaching you what I believe God is speaking to me, right? Lord, Lord of mercy. <laughs> and so I believe, I believe that God is speaking. Do y'all believe God speaks? Come on now. He's not only speaking to me, He's speaking to you. He's speaking to people all over the earth. Do you believe that? Even Muslims, listen, where the gospel can't even be preached. Muslims are having dreams and showing up to the temple saying, can you, show, can you tell us about the man? The man in white. We've seen him in our dreams. And God has got these leaders that they don't even have to preach the gospel. They go sit at the temple and wait on the Muslims to come up there. And they say, who's the man in white? The man in white ain't Allah, friend. Come on, somebody. His name is Jesus. He died on the cross to forgive you of your sins. God is speaking. And, and all we got to do to get it is line up with His voice. Line up with His voice. And here's the thing. We, we don't need to be lined up with what God said in the 80s and the 90s. We got to be lined up with the current Word of God. That's why we position the ear every day, Father, whatever, whatever you want to say. Listen, He said times is about to change. Now look at right here. Now there were four lepers, men, at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? Listen to me. If we sit here, we will die. Did you hear what I said? Look at your neighbor and say, if you stay right where you're at, you're going to die. you got to get up. Look at your neighbor and tell them, get up. Now's the time to get up. I came to tell you this morning, if you ever going to get up, now's the time to get up. If you ever gonna do it, now's the time to do it. Timing is everything. I said, if you ever gonna do it, now's the time to do it. I said, as a church, if we ever gonna do it, now's the time to do it. We gotta get up. I feel the Holy Ghost. My God. Now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Listen, what wasn't ripe in the city last year is ripe in the city this year. What wasn't ripe in the city six months ago is ripe in the city now. I'm telling you, when we go out in the city on the 29th, it'll be different than we went out the last time. Come on, somebody. We're in a season, a Kairos moment. I heard the Lord say you're in a Kairos moment right now. You're in a divine moment. And if you don't move now, we're never going to move. If you was ever going to give, now's the time to give, friend. If you was ever going to pray, now's the time to pray. If you was ever going to fast, now's the time to fast. If you were ever going to sing, now's the time to sing. If you were ever going to dance, now's the time to dance. It's time. Lord of mercy. This for me too. Yeah, I didn't know. Praise God. I didn't know if it was a cleaner rag or not. I'm about to spell out 409. No, I'm good. Wow. These four lepers said, if we sit here, we're going to die. Now listen to me. If we stay here, we're going to die. 
Now the whole month leading up, God has been leading us step by step. You had to get here Wednesday night. Listen, when you want to go to the next level, the Bible says the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. God's going to put a set of steps in your life to get you to the next order. He's not putting, he's not putting an elevator in your life. He's not going to do no wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, send you on. He's going to give you steps. He's going to give you process. He's going to give you counsel. He's going to give you something strategic. If you'll apply it to your life, it will eventually get you to the next place. Right? So little by little, we've been doing it all along. Little by little, we've been going up to this point. Come on, somebody. It's about to happen. We in it right now. I said we in it right now. I don't care what it looks like in this room. Did you hear me? I don't, I'm not moved by a vacant chair. I said we're in it right now. There's a sound wafting all over this city, all over this region. It's reaching into Tifton. It's going down into Valdosta. It's going into Jacksonville. Come on, somebody. It's all over this region. It reached down in Panama City. Come on, somebody. The vacant chair don't scare me. I said we're in it. It's all about perception. You can get your mind focused on what ain't or you can get your mind focused on what is. I'm looking at what is. Did you hear me, friend? I said I'm looking at what is. I will not be moved by what ain't. My God will take care of what ain't. He's big enough to go over what ain't. I know what is. And what is is the day is the day of salvation, friend. God's on the move. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. Larry, if it gets any stronger on me, I'm going to run through that wall. I'm telling you, I feel God in this house. We can't stay here. We got to get up. We got to get up now. For the past month, I've preached my guts out on leadership, getting to the next place, getting ready to hold what God's sending. We've been preparing the nursery the whole time. We did the hard things. We had to forgive the service, which was a hard thing. Come on, somebody. But we did it, and we made it through it. And it made us better, and it made us bigger. Each step was a step. God says, I'm going to see if you'll do this. I'm going to see if you'll do this. I'll see if you'll do this. I'm going to see if you'll get outside. The I'll throw that in your lane, see if you'll do it. Come on. I'll, throw that. I'll see if you'll go on a 40-day fast. Most people don't even fast anymore. Come on, somebody. The Bible didn't say if we It said when you fast. Come on. I don't care what kind of New Age doctrines I have. The Bible says what God God has put together, let no man put asunder. He put tithes and offerings together. Come on now. He put husband and wife together. Come on now. He put prayer and fasting together. He said, I'll see if you're going a 40-day fast. Get on that step. Had to talk to me about it for two months. Steps ain't fun. We was in Jessup. We had this big treadmill and all in our room. It was extravagant. You could put clothes on it it'd hold all the clothes for you. We even had the P90X videos. I've watched the P90X videos for three months every day. Watched every one of them. It didn't change my life none. Then I found out you had to get up and work along with it. So listen. Each deal is a process. Each deal is an invitation. I'm going to see if you do this. We get in a 40-day fast. Then he starts talking about the hard thing. Well, he jumped on the 40-day fast. Let's put another step there because he wants a big destination. Come on now. Hold this service. We held the service. Had probably bought 230, 240 in this, in this place at night. Blessed the fire out of him. Come on. 
Remember, the disciples didn't ask for faith to go raise the dead. When Jesus sent them out in Matthew 10, go heal the sick, go raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Freely you receive, freely you give. They didn't ask for faith. When he said, when he said how many times you got to forgive your brother? Seven times 70. They said, oh Lord, increase our faith. It takes faith to forgive somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Each one was a deal. So here's the deal. I made a decision in my life, and I made it a long time ago. I'm never going to live in a place called comfortable. I'm not going to do it. And every, listen to this. How many, how many believes that an eagle is majestic? But you know that an eagle will never get out of the nest. It will never happen if it didn't have parents. Because the eagle loves the security of the nest so much that it is unwilling to move. So the mother watches as the young eaglets get out there and flap their wings. And little by little, she starts removing the padding of the nest. And as sometimes when she goes out to bring the food, she'll throw a thorn in that nest. Because she knows that, listen, as great as that nest is, they were never created to stay in a nest on the side of the cliff. They were destined to soar. We're destined to soar in this room. And listen, even though, listen, what's scary is most of us, the enemy tries to, make us, tries to make us think that it's dangerous being on the front line. But I'm telling you as the call on this house, the most safest place for us is on the front lines. If we get off the front lines, we'll get back at the palace. We'll wind up like David with Bathsheba. Come on, somebody. The safest place for us is contending. Y'all with me? So the leper said this, we'll die right here. We're going to die. If we don't get up, we'll die. Now, we're going to die if we go in the city, or we're going to die if we go towards the enemy. Either way, we're going to die. But we can't stay here. And the scripture says that they got up and went to the enemy's camp. And took back my... Remember that the whole Pentecostal coming out of me right there? Back in the COG days. We used to do it now. And as they go, the Scripture says when they got up, God caused the sound to be heard in the enemy's camp from underneath their feet. And they thought that, it, that they heard a sound for lepers. You, gotta, you know what? Leprosy eats your extremities. Leprosy eats away at the body and it eats away at the extremities. And God used these, these men that had extremities gone off. I mean, they're in bad shape physically and they, they just begin to walk like walking zombies. As, as, as the enemy hears them coming, they hear the sound of chariots. And they get up and they leave the camp and every bit of the spoil is left behind. Now here's the deal. I don't believe that if they would have done it six months earlier, it would have happened. They did it in a divine moment. you got to move when the moment's there. Now here's the deal. We in a moment. In October, I know October's a moment. Look at your neighbor. Now, when you hear this, 
we can go home and you can go to sisters and eat your chicken. And we can get lethargic and we can camp out or you can get engaged in what I'm talking about. you got to do it with everything in you. Hear me? Now let's look at this. I want to look at a couple other places. And then we're going to be done. Look at Romans chapter 13. Verse 11. And do this knowing that the time is, it, it, it is high time. Look at your neighbor and say it's high time. High time for what? To wake out of sleep. God help us right here, church. It's high time to wake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we thought, than we first believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. How many know we are living, listen, not, nationally we are living in a day that we have never seen? Come on. The only answer to what's happening in Vegas and all over the world, it lies at the foot of the church. Will we stand up and be the light? Will we stand up and be the city sat on a hill? Come on, somebody. Will we be the salt of the earth? There's no legislation that can be passed in Washington, D.C. that will deal with the heart of man. Come on, friend. Listen, what deals with the heart of man is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ preached under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's what sets people free. What America needs is a fresh dose of fire baptized, fire breathing, eyes ablazing, preacher men and preacher women of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. We need a fresh move of evangelists like Billy Graham that is willing to step out and tell the good news of the gospel. Willing to tell people, hey, Jesus paid for it, friend. Turn from it. Look to the cross. He forgives and he sets free. It's high time to awake out of sleep. The problem can't be dealt with in Washington, D.C. Remember, friend, it cannot be dealt with there. It lies at the foot of the church. The nation goes the way the church goes. If we'll get in prayer and if we'll get on fire, the nation will get on fire. Lord, the night's far spent, the day's at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let me tell you this, sometimes I have to shake my own self. Is anybody else in this room? We need a good shaking. We got to shake ourselves. Come on now. Listen, we got to shake ourselves and get out of this place called comfortable. Come on now. We got to shake ourselves again. I said we got to shake ourselves again. If it took prayer and fasting to get us to this point, it's going to take prayer and fasting to carry us on. If it took reading the Word, getting us to here, it's going to take reading the Word to get us on. Lord, I wasn't even going to preach this long. I was going to try to cut one short. I guess it's not in me. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in drunkenness and not in lewdness and lust, not in striving in me, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make the provision and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. It's high time. It's a Kairos moment. Go with me to Habakkuk chapter 2. I'm almost done. 
Give me a minute to find the book of Habakkuk. I know it's in the Bible. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on the tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It's a Kairos moment. Wonder why it didn't work. Wonder why it ain't happened in the past. It was building to this moment. Gosh. It was building for this moment. Man, have you ever been walking and all of a sudden feel like it's like deja vu? I've been here before. That's because you have been there before. You've been there before in the mind of God, and now you just your physical body just showed up. My God. I was my God. I was there before I ever hit the earth. Now I'm just showing up in the earth suit. And I'm like, my God, this looks familiar. This is what he told Jeremiah. Before you ever was, I don't walk that out for you. Don't danger you to be a prophet. Come on. I knit you. I formed you in your mother's womb. I caused you to be alive for a moment just like this. A divine moment. The vision is yet for an appointed time. We've worked it in the past, but it didn't work. But he said, listen, the runner's coming. And when the runner reads it, it's going to work because it's for an appointed time. A Kairos moment. When you, when you see it, it takes risk and everything to get through the door. Because everything, every time I've ever been in a divine moment, my, my mind starts working against me. Don't do that. Don't give that. Don't sow that. Don't, don't do that. Don't move there. But it takes faith. It takes in that season, usually in the Kairos moments, for the word of the Lord is what a lamp unto my feet. It's usually in that moment I can't see very far anyhow. Come on. There was a reason why the priest, when he walked into the Holy of Holies, he had to swing the altar of incense, creating smoke. And what would happen as he would swing it, now come on now, he couldn't even see in the place because God said, My man is never gonna walk by sight, he's gonna walk by faith. A lot of times we want God, well, show me what's all the way down the road. No, he's going to show you one step at a time when you stand there. Come on. The vision's for an appointed time. Go to Acts chapter 24. Me my last scripture reading. I said, Lord, these people cherished all week. I'm going to bless them this morning. We're going we're gonna to beat somebody to the buffet. We might not beat the Baptists, but we're going to beat the Pentecostals. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Acts 24, you there? If you ain't found it, you ain't found it by now, ask your neighbor, can you look on with them? Let's look at verse 22. But when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, When Lysias and the commander comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and let him have liberty. And told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. And after some days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid 
and answered, Go away for now. And when I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given to him by Paul that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. Look at verse 27. But after two years, Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix wanting to do the Jews a favor left Paul bound. Let me say this. In my life, God has never showed up at the convenient time. He's, every time He's asked me to do something, it has not been at the convenient time. You with me? He always asks you to give the big thing at the brokest time. Whew. It's when you gathering sticks in the yard, getting ready just to prepare the last meal, that's when the man of God's going to pull up and say, if you'll bake me a cake first, what you have won't run out. If that was done in today's time, that preacher would be all over CNN, SNBC, the whole nine yards, and they would be ready to hang that preacher. But he was carrying the word. Come on, somebody, listen. Let me just say it like this. I know it don't happen in today's society, but, but used to the preacher actually represented God. And so when the man was asking her to make him a cake, it wasn't the man asking him that. It was God saying, do you trust me enough to make me a cake through the man? Come on, somebody. And as you serve me first, I'm proving to you when you seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things and everything you need will be added unto you. God, he never comes at the convenient time. He always comes with the Kairos moment. And you have a decision to make in that moment. Notice what Felix said. Folks, I could break it down right here and make Billy run around the room. Listen, there's never a convenient time to give your life to God. If you wait on the convenient time to give your life to God, you will die and bust hell wide open. Do you hear this fat, bald-headed preacher in Sparks, Georgia this morning? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. I'm up here preaching to you, telling you God loves you. He died on the cross. Today is a day to call out to Him. Not next month, not next week, not maybe two years from now. He said, but Paul, I'm going to call you back when it's convenient. Then we'll get on with the show. And the scripture says two years went by. And the moment he had slipped through his grasp. And it was never no more. Stephen Furtick says it like this. That when he was, when he was at the point to, he couldn't do nothing else at his church. His church was almost full. That the man came to him in his office. And he said this to him. He said, if you get, help me out, if you get behind God, no, if you get ahead of God, He'll slow you down. But if you get behind God, look at your neighbor and say this, if you get behind God, He'll get somebody else. He shows up with the divine moments. And our job is to have the radar looking for what kind of moment it is. It could be a business deal that would forever change your life, change your family's history from this day forward. It could be the time of a startup of a ministry. Come on. 
It's a Kairos moment. Timing is everything. Grant will tell you this, and everybody else at Cleve will tell you this, anybody else that played the game of baseball, if you want to hit the ball far, timing is everything. If you're too early, that's why a pitcher loves to throw all speed, all kind of different speeds. Why? Because he throws you something slow to get you out front on your front half so that you will roll over on it and hit a ground ball when you turn a double play. But if you get the timing, you behind the ball and you drive it. Timing's everything. I will call when it's a convenient season. I'm going to start becoming a tither when it's convenient, when we make enough money to pay the bills. It will never happen, friend. You've got to make your decision today. This is what we're going to do with our life, and we're going to be a tither. I was a tither in high seasons. I've been a tither in low seasons. But what I found is God's faithful when I got plenty, and He's faithful when it don't even look like it'll make it on paper. He's always had a way to make it, friend. You got a moment. You cannot miss the moment. I'm done. 1137. I'm getting us out of here by 1145. Tell your neighbor if you've been here, if it's your first time visiting today, God has done a miracle. We got out of 1145. How many feel God in this room? Elisha. Plowed in his father's field. He's on 12 yoke of oxen. There's a man that just got out, there's a preacher man that just got out of deep depression. He was actually up under a juniper tree at the closing of 1 Kings 18. He's up under a juniper tree. I mean, and 1 Kings 19, he's up under a juniper tree. He's asking God to kill him. I mean, he just wants to die. First of all, you won't sit under a shade tree if you want to die. You've been to direct heat. <laughs> he hears God after that. God cooks him a cake, tells him to get up, and he says this. He said, Arise from this place because i got 7,000 men who have not bowed their knee unto Baal yet. I want you to go anoint two of them. I want you to go anoint a man by the name of Elisha. And I want you to go anoint a man by the name of Jehu. And what escapes the sword of Elijah will not escape the sword of Elisha. And what escapes the sword of Elisha will not escape the sword of Jehu. God's setting up a lineage to bring this this Jezebel down. He's plowing. He's got a good life. His daddy's got plenty of money. Come on, somebody. God always shows up to give you the opportunity. Now, let me say this. You can hold what you got like this. That's all it'll ever be. That's all it'll ever be. Whatever it is, that's all it'll ever be. But when you hold it like that, that is the smallest it will ever be. Whether it is ministry, whether it is finances, whether it's relationships, whatever it is, when God swings by, all He's looking for is, can He grasp it out your hand? But I'm here to tell you, after 20 years, any time he's ever slipped it from my hands, he's always brought it back, pressed down, shaken up, multiplying, and running over and laid it right back in my hand. Come on, somebody. 
If he pulls the 20 out, he's coming back with the 100. If he gets the 100, he's coming back with the grand. If he gets with the grand, he's coming back with the million. Just learn how to hold it. He never shows up on convenience. He shows up to my life when... I guess it might have been a convenience right here. I'm making plenty of money. We having plenty of fun. And he says, son, you cry out for the next step. You cry out for more. I'm going to throw you a step. Will you load your belongings in a U-Haul? Go to a land and go on a journey. See, most people say, you know, Lord, I say it like this. Remember meatloaf. I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. Now, I'm not going to inconvenience myself. If you don't want inconvenience, you'll never have a baby. A baby will cause a lot of inconvenience. What you just want is to romp in the bed. But to give birth causes a lot of getting up at night. Causes a strain on the finances. Causes a strain on sleep. Come on, somebody. Strains everything. But you got something in the earth. Come on, you've multiplied. So he's plowing. And the scripture says that Elijah came by as he was out there plowing. He's on the 12th yoke, he's on the 12 yoke of oxen. And he's plowing. The scripture says he, he's laid something on him. It's called a mantle, by the way. When Elijah, when Elisha felt that Kairos moment hit, he turned from what he was doing. And he said, let me say goodbye to my mom and dad, and I will follow after you. And Elijah Elijah looked back at Elisha, and he says, what have I done? What have I got for you? What have I done for you? He said, you don't understand. When you come by, there was something on your life. And everything that I had been dreaming about since I was a child, I knew that there was more on my life than being out here to hold on to the reins of 12 yoke of oxen and stay out here on the backside of my daddy's field. There was just always something in me that I felt that was bigger than Sparks, Georgia. Come on, somebody. There's been something in my life that I felt I was bigger than Bacon County. Come on, somebody. And I know that God's got more for me. And when you come by, I felt a moment just hit me. And here's the deal. When that moment is there, you've got to turn and you've got to put everything you got with intensity and you've got to go after it. If you don't go after it in that moment, the moment will pass you by. And there will be another Elisha in another field that God will show up and ask him if he's willing to burn everything he's got in that moment and go after it. Church, we're in a divine moment. When the world, let me break it down. When Cook County looks at us, after we do these moments, when we bless the men of God and they realize we don't want nothing from them, when we bless the city and it realizes we don't want a dime from it, we just want an opportunity to serve. It will break all of those walls down. 
See, if you ever want to get the keys to the city, that's, that, that gate is called iron. Remember when Acts 12, when Peter was taken out of prison, he went through the four different walls. He, he, was, he was held by four different uh, 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 level of soldiers. Ephesians says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's the four we wrestle against right there, and that's what had Peter. And it says after he made it through there, listen, there was one place he said finally, after he made it through there, after he made it through all of that deal right there, there's one more thing you've got to wrestle. And it says, it, he said, for God truly has delivered me from all the expectation of the people. You can't worry about what your neighbor thinks in your moment. Come on, somebody. Because listen, there was people in our life telling Catherine and I, don't go. Don't go. When I, when I left the church in Alma, and I was attending a buddy of mine. I was, ten, I was attending the Assembly of God, and I was going to help him. I said, we're going to help him get his men's ministry up. That's what he asked me. Dale, you remember to come preach at the marriage conference? We need to get him back. Well, I'll be laughing. No, he's just a great guy, tremendous in, uh, integrity and character. Love him dearly. Uh, I was attending his church. And how many knows this? Listen, whatever you called to do, you got to go do it. You can't run from it. Come on now. Can y'all stay with me the last two minutes? It's 11.45. I'm closing right here in a minute. I'm sitting there like where Cleve's sitting on the outside. And a guy comes down, they, they just give the offering or whatever. And he comes right by and he stops and he looks at me and says, what are you doing here? This guy hadn't seen me in a long time. He said, what are you doing here? He said, God's got too much on your life for you to be sitting right here on this chair. What's he reminding me? Just because one door shut, that don't mean it's all shut. Gosh. Listen. God is working behind the scenes in your life if you will only obey the moment. Stand up with us. I'm going to pray over you. I would say this to my team and my elders. We are in a divine moment. We will not sit at this gate of the city at the entrance. We will not sit here and die, but we will strap our boots on and go on ahead. Come on, somebody. I'm marching. Did you hear what I said? I will serve notice to every person in this room right here. I am marching either with you or without you. And if you can't get in line and march, God's got plenty that's going to take your place, baby. Come on, somebody. Because he's got a call and a destiny on this house. And we are in a divine moment, a kairos moment. And he's saying, go. Miss Katie, am I preaching on the anointing of God? We got to get with it. Father, I bless your people right now. Raise your hands. I'm going to bless the fire out of you. I bless you with eyes that see and ears that hear. Get This is your moment. This is your time right here. Quit hiding out. Quit sitting on the sidelines. This is your moment to get in the game. This here. It's here. We're here right now. We are here. We're not going to be. We, it maybe ain't going. Listen, we're here now. So you got to change the language. We here now. The revival is not coming. It's here now. The move is not coming. It's here now. Healing's not about to happen. It is happening. Salvations ain't going to happen. They are happening. Come on. It's your time. It's your moment. It's your deal. Father, I bless this people right now to capture the moment.
to capture the moment in the name of Jesus. May you give us eyes to see and ears to hear. May you take notice of everybody around you in your life. Come on, friend. God's going to give you eyes to see it. Divine connections are coming into your life to get you to the place that God has destined you to be right now. I'm telling you right now, your life is about to change. You will never be the same. Where you're at right now is not the destination. It is part of the journey. I'm telling you right now, get ready. Get ready. Act like it. Talk like it. Believe like it. Sleep like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. Act like it. Sleep like it. Walk like it. When you sat in the bed at night, talk like you're already there. When you eat your breakfast, talk like you're already there. At night, when you're going down, talk like you're already there. We are here. We are there now in this divine moment. God, I bless this people in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you all. We'll see you here Wednesday night. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.